Previously on the Civic Tech in Africa podcast. Today, we are talking about how data can be a good storytelling tool and the importance of data journalism on the African continent. I think it's difficult to kind of provide uh, and generalize essentially across the planet around what news we're doing. But I'd say that the appetite for data visualizations has definitely increased. Mm -hmm. But I think that that also coincides with the absolute flood of information that people have available to them. Sarah Fan Findlay, who is the project lead at Africa Data Hub. To listen to this episode and more, find the Civic Tech in Africa podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vits. Everybody, welcome to the Civic Tech in Africa podcast. My name is Natim Gregor, and I'm so happy to have you join us again for this episode. Uh, African civic tech plays a significant role on the continent, but many innovators in the space still struggle with their funding and financing options. In some ways, this mirrors challenges in other nonprofit and social innovation work. Today, we are talking about an important topic in the civic space. We're talking about funding and sustainability. In many ways, this is a conversation we've been having at the Civic Tech Innovation Network for the last two years, particularly at our annual conference, the Civic Tech Innovation Forum. Today's guests have taken this conversation further and developed a report on sustainability of civic tech in Africa. The report is called Growing and Sustaining African Civic Tech, a Playbook Starter. Please check out today's show notes and episode description to see all the places you can find the report. Today's guests are Gabriela Razzano and Amy Mutua. Gabriela is the executive director and co-founder of Open Up, a civic tech lab based in Cape Town. She's also the board member at the Civic Tech Innovation Network. She is a senior Atlantic fellow in social and income equality and an expert on AI and democracy for the African AI Observatory. Amy Mutua is a research assistant at the Tyresha Center for Digital Governance based at the Vets School of Governance. Let's welcome our guests. Hello, Gabby. Hello, Amy. Hello. Hello. Um, so, so happy to have you guys here to, to talk about this wonderful report you guys have put out. But I want to start and talk about uh, you, Gabby, a little, a little bit and talk about your work uh, with Open Up. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that Open Up does and why it's, it's so important for, uh, for civic tech uh, right now? Sure. Well, Open Up is an open, open data centered civic tech hub based in Cape Town. Um, so, we were founded in 2013. Um, and we really are at the forefront of, you know, a lot of the civic technology development on the continent, um, but with a very strong emphasis on open data and transparency and a model that looks to inform, empower and activate citizens um, for positive social change. So we've been doing this work for a relatively long time now. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we've got our 10-year anniversary next year, which we're really, really looking forward to. Um, but, you know, in doing that work, about our fair share of experience in, you know, the funding and sustainability of, of these kinds of initiatives and and we've tried to apply the same innovation methods we use for, you know, our dev as we do to to our approaches to our organizational development as well. Um, and so that's what we brought to this report, I think. Right, right. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, and and I, and I know Amy also works um so sort of worked with you in this report uh to sort of put it together. She works at uh, the Tarisha Center for Digital Governance, uh which also houses the Civic Tech Innovation Network. Could you tell us a little bit uh, Amy about the genesis of this report and why and how it came about really? Yeah. Um, So as you mentioned in the introduction, it's kind of the product of ongoing dialogues that CTIN has been having around funding over the years. So there's already been quite a few conversations around financial sustainability um, from different perspectives, some conversations looking at regional perspectives. So thinking about what are some of the different challenges that civic tech organizations across the continent experience when it comes to funding, recognizing that what's normal here in Southern Africa could be really different from the experience that civic tech organizations have in North Africa or in West Africa. Um, And then there's been other conversations sort of discussing the general funding landscape in Africa. So those initial conversations happened. And I think that within CTIN, there was a really strong understanding that funding and money it needs to be talked about more openly. We need to create spaces where we can talk about it, where we can learn from each other, where we can unlearn from each other. Mm. Um, because all civic tech organizations, all civil society organizations, they all face the reality that they have to fund their work somehow. Right. Um, and in order to have longevity as an organization, you need to be financially sustainable. So that's kind of where the concept came from. Um, mm. So it aimed to just explore financing issues, strategies, models, that could improve the funding landscape um, in Africa. Right. And, and I, I'm very interested in, in sort of understanding the picture of, of civic tech right now, sort of the, the challenges that uh, civic tech organizations face right now. And I know, Gabby, you could speak to this as well because uh, you run a civic tech uh, organization yourself. What are some of the key challenges that you've identified on the continent um, that uh, civic tech initiatives face right now? So we can start with you, Gabby, and maybe Amy, you, you can sort of come in there with you know your own findings. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, the challenges aren't just necessarily about funding and they're not just about sustainability, obviously. Right. I mean, you know, bigger organizational challenges, like how you motivate a team, how do you, you know, um, all these kinds of organizational development questions. Um, but I think what is interesting to think about, and we try and draw out in the report a bit, is the link between your funding and sustainability and your impact. And I think, you know, that that's often the key challenge is when you have a particular model um, and a particular vision for how you think you might be able to create positive impact, designing your funding around that or to support that impact mm. Um, is the biggest challenge. Yeah, I mean, after, you know, as people who, you know, as other CEOs know, like, you want to, um, while on some level you think it's about creating sustainability for your team, more than that, it's about creating sustainability for your impact. And, mm. and it's actually often very hard to do. It's easy to get distracted by, you know, funder wants or, you know, it's getting easy to get distracted by, you know, like, destructive partnerships and 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 those kinds of things and mm. um, so i mean i do think that like alignment is is one of the biggest challenges right right uh, yeah amy do you have any other challenges that perhaps we could speak about here um i think yeah building on what gabriella is saying um 
And I think what came out during the research, um, we held a focus group and a lot of the civic tech organizations kind of raised this um, concern about power dynamics, about how the focus of funders kind of shifts over time as new trends emerge. Um, then funding might be tied to specific areas that may not speak to the initial goals or objectives of an organization. And so I like what Gabriela is saying about, about the sustainability of impact. Um, I think that's something that organizations really need to be aware of. Right, right. And, and just going back on what Gabriela was talking about around uh, sustainability of impact and not only sustaining just the team and sort of the organization, but also having sustainability for, um, for, for the thing that you're, you're trying to do, really. I would like us to sort of paint a picture of what a, a sustainable organization should look like. So you've touched on impact. That needs to be sustainable. The organization needs to, to be sustained, right, for, for a longer impact, I imagine. What other things should we be looking for if we are trying to identify an organization that in, in its nature is sustainable? Yeah, I mean, besides having the money to pay your bills, which is a relatively easy metric. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I say easy, I mean, um, but, you know, I do think that like a sustainable organization considered one that's not just able to sustain itself over a certain amount of time, um, but has enough resourcing to innovate. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is, yeah, so, uh, you know, especially for organizations that might rely on project income or, or grant income, I mean, and the thing worth noting, we should have mentioned at the beginning, is how significantly grant uh, dependent a lot of African civic technology is compared actually to other jurisdictions, I think. Right. But um, to get back to the question, I mean, I think you don't need, you, you don't just need enough resources, mutual aid in terms of projects or to meet your obligations in terms of grants or to just, you know, meet your impact targets like you know i want to you know help five people in this community obviously those are all important metrics of what a sustainable organization is but i think you still you need enough resourcing to be able to innovate to be able to con like reinforce rethink replan and experiment mm. uh, with new ways of doing things and I think that's often the challenge, you know, is with, in the resource constraints, it doesn't allow us enough space to innovate our organization and innovate our impact, you know, because we're so busy meeting, you know, a three-month schedule, um, mm -hmm. kinds of things. So I think that's very uh, significant. And, and I want to go back to something that, that Amy said around changing trends, right? The funding trends changing. So that would be talking to how uh, organizations are no longer funding initiatives that are focusing on a particular thing, but now are changing direction and, you know, looking at digital transformation from a different angle. How many organizations right now are sort of changing their internal strategies to sort of find funders where they are, right? It's like funders are in this space. And so we are going to go in this space. Do you, are you seeing a lot of that, Gabby, in, in sort of the space that we're in right now? I think that's always been the case. You know, so before, and that's the big challenge uh, about, you know, um, for a lot of civil society organizations um, in, in, in trying to pursue grant funding, 
Um, so before I worked in civic tech, I worked in you know more traditional like activist civil society, and and the problems were the same. And and you know I think that's why you should try to you know encourage people to you know start from their own strategy and then find funding that fits that because there are you know significant risks in distracted by the latest you know funding trends um and and i think in doing that you don't like i said by distracting yourself from your impact um but two represents real organization of starting to capacity build of starting to focus in areas um that that distract you and and then you know aren't maintainable or sustainable um i mean it's i think it's a problem it's not a problem that's new to civic technology right um i think it's yeah and you know there's really great work being done in the philanthropy community at the moment on you know different types of philanthropy um and i think it's worthwhile civic tech getting engaged in those conversations in africa given you know how philanthropy reliant a lot of organizations are mm. and you know also great thinking work being done by civil society i mean there's a wonderful book called um the revolution will not be funded which i really encourage everybody to read right. you know in in thinking about what is it ultimately that we want to do um and what what are some of the you know negative and nefarious um impacts of of philanthropy actually in 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 our pursuits of you know the kinds of social justice that we might might seek so there really interesting conversations happening that i think it's worthwhile civic technology getting engaged in mm. Um, and I, I want us to sort of go into the report now and, and talk about specifics in the report, some, some stuff that you've covered. But I, I want us to sort of uh, talk about some key concepts that uh, we have to understand before getting into the report and why it's, it's, it's so significant to, to sort of understand those concepts. I know that you underline civic tech as, as an important concept to understand, uh, social entrepreneurship as an important concept to understand, and, and what's the difference between for-profit and not-for-profit uh, initiatives. Take me through all these concepts and sort of talk about the significance of understanding these uh, concepts before getting into the report itself. So maybe we can start with you, Amy, and tell us a little bit about why civic tech as a concept is is, is important to understand, because I know some people define uh, civic tech differently from others. Uh, so maybe just take us through that and then we can go into why social entrepreneurship is, a, is, a, is an important uh, concept and then uh, the difference between for-profit and not-for-profit initiatives. Okay, sure. So civic tech, you're right, it's kind of one of those concepts that doesn't have one clear definition, at least not to my knowledge, Right. Um, but generally refers to kind of the ways that people use technology to create change, to influence change. Um, so through providing information to citizens, through connecting citizens to each other, to their government representatives, it's using tech, but not as the solution, more of a tool, a means to an end to further this goal of um, influencing change within society. Mm. Um, social entrepreneurship is more um, about organizations that want to create positive change, positive social impact, um, but do so by combining kind of the principles of business with the principles of social impact. Mm. Um, 
as for how these organizations organize, I think I would kick that over to the legal expert in the room, Gabby. Yes, Gabby. <laughs> Okay, good legal expert. Look at you guys charming. Me. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, you know, just when we look, so there are obviously ways that organizations might categorize themselves. Right. Um, and then there are ways that organizations might actually be legally associated. Um, and, and that will be different from country to country as well, because, you know, um, Laws will be different about how organizations can structure. Um, you know, like in South Africa, you have non-profit companies, but also non-profit associations. In other countries, you have specific, you do have specific uh, kinds of categories for social entrepreneurship as a specific kind of association, you know, which means your, your legal association. Um, but I find that, you know, in the report, the easiest way to look at it rather than trying to look at it as like legally determined, you know, was to rather look at it just in terms of, you know, for profit, non profit and, and hybrid. Um, and organizations are organizations that can generate a profit and then distribute that profit as they see fit. Um, and that's important because, of course, you know, when it comes to um, funding and investment, um, often, you know, uh, you, you invest in companies that you can get a return from. Um, so, so, you know, that, that models chief, chiefly the way you access, you know, direct investment funds and that kind of thing. Although, you know, there are variations like with everything, but also, um, non-profit is then companies that do not distribute or cannot distribute. Um, their profit. It doesn't mean they can't um, accumulate surplus. Right. Right. So, so you're an organization, uh, you generate, I mean, I think that's an important thing to think about because that impacts your sustainability, you know. Mm. So you can, you can generate surplus um, and then reinvest that back into the company, but you cannot distribute any surplus um, as uh, dividends or anything like that. Mm. And then hybrid, there are increasingly organizations that are hybrids that have both non-profit and for-profit arms. Um, and then, you know, um, money moves across uh, the entities in different ways. And, and it really depends both on your legal context, so, so we, you're incorporated or, or your association, and also on your ultimate aim. Um, you know what what it is you want to do, right? Also, who you want to get funds from. So you know most philanthropic agencies chiefly fund nonprofits. Although so, so, again, there are exceptions. So, so would you say understanding these concepts, uh, like you've sort of lined, so you've made a, a section defining these concepts in the report. So, would you say that understanding th these concepts is a, a very important in how we approach uh, funding, but but generally how we sort of strategize around? Okay, this is who we are, and this is sort of the funding that we want. Is that important? You know, when we sort of strategize for funding to understand these things. Do you feel like some people misunderstand the kind of organizations they are and therefore do not look for the right uh, so, sort of funding in the space? Yeah, I think it, uh, I mean, you need to understand them so you need to know, so you know what your limits are. Right. Um, and, and again, there's ways to get around it. Like you're, you can be a nonprofit, you partner with a for-profit 
and the for-profit accesses investment funds or, you know, they, they're obviously, and, and I think this also goes to why we looked at risks, which we might address later. Mm -hmm. It's just the kind of information that an organization needs to have to make an informed choice about its strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why we, we included it. Right. Um, so could you talk about who the target audience for this report was? Uh, who was it made for? I know that you've identified sort of five groups or beneficiaries who can benefit from this report. What are the key approaches they, they need when, when pursuing funding? Could you talk about those five groups, even if you don't talk about them specifically, but sort of the specific things that they need to do to pursue funding? Sure. I'll... I'll talk about the sort of five different groups and then some high level um, stuff that we did on it and then Amy can jump in. Right. Um, but we kind of, you know, in this act of huge creativity, <laughs> kind of, um, you know, took a sort of user design approach to thinking about not just the structure side of the report, some, but thinking about the report itself. Um, and so we kind of identified five sort of personas. Um, and the one is a civic tech organization that's relying on donor funding, right. bearing in mind that there are a lot of um, decreasing uh, availability of grant funds in different right. contexts. Right. In South Africa, for example, you know, there's been, especially as it moved towards a middle income status, you know, so the kind of availability of philanthropic funds has been decreasing. Um, and so the other was that you're a new civic tech organization and a startup that's establishing itself, you know, which is kind of the questions you were addressing earlier and thinking about how it might want to be associated or, or what its, its funding model might look like. Mm -hmm. so, um, and then there's, you know, you're a donor trying to learn more about the civic tech environment for your own funding strategy. Um, the fourth was a social entrepreneur hoping to scale an existing product in South Africa. You know, there are a lot of um, startups, socially minded um, startups in, in Africa. Super such good people, I think. Um, and <laughs> the other is, is a civil society organization looking for a civic tech partner um, that might be able to help you solve your, your civic tech, your civic problem. Um, and this is something, you know, I don't think that can be underestimated is, is how collaborative projects between like-minded organizations can be a very, very important kind of uh, partnership, both for, um, you know, accessing funds, but also for reducing your needs for funds by sharing capacity and sharing skills. And, you know, there's a lot of work that can be done without money. Um, and uh, thinking about how to do that for your organization is important. Although, you know, you always have to cost for time. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Amy, do you want to add on anything at a high level there? Um, sure. I think um, this section is just really helpful um, in the report because of how practical it is. I think... Right. Um, there's really practical steps that you can take if you fall into any of these personas or these scenarios where you can think clearly and specifically about who you are and where you fall um, and kind of kind of take those first initial steps um, and they're very clearly laid out. So um, that's the, the value I see in this section. Right. Um, and, and I know you developed these scenarios 
for the different groups and sort of identified questions they need to ask themselves before you know they pursue funding uh, opportunities. Uh, what are some of these general questions that, that, that they need to ask themselves uh, before sort of developing the strategy and, and sort of pursuing funding, um, particularly in, in, in the civic tech space? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to give away the whole report. <laughs> hey, some mystery. Okay. <laughs> no, i But, um, you know, things, so, you know, when thinking about a funding strategy, there's some simple questions you can ask yourself um and like what are my main goals you know what do i how do i want to scale my organization how do i want to sustain it do i want to scale product do i want to launch a product you know so what am i what am i looking for funding for right um then given my funding goals you know what is the scale of the funding i need are there alternatives to monetary investment in order to you know um be able to do this work um uh given you know like how much of this can be done through volunteers um and all those kinds of things um looking at my existing funding strategy what works you know what i mean what what yeah. do i think has been successful and how do i leverage that yeah. i think another important thing and we this comes out of quite a lot in the advice um section but more practical advice section is given our current networks, what opportunities are we underutilizing? Right. Um, and I think it's an important, uh, it's a really important thing to think about because I think sometimes we underestimate the power of our own networks, you know, and our own capital in within those networks. You know, they talk about social capital and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it's also like a very simple business lesson that's applicable, I think, in, in the civic tech space and that it's often easier to you know build up an existing relationship yeah definitely uh and so uh, i would encourage our listeners to uh, look at our show notes and uh, our description to find all the places uh where um so the, the report is located but just tell us amy where to find the report or what's the is a website uh that can, can, people can find it in i know it's in uh, more than one language uh, tell us a little bit about um uh, where people can access uh, the report itself Yes, so you can access the report at funding.civictech.africa. Um, it is available in English and French. Um, the website also has some of the key, key, key learnings, key findings from the report for those who may find it difficult to sit and read an entire report. Um, right. There's a very interactive and fun website that you can um, engage with instead. Gabby and Amy, thank you so much for joining us uh, uh, in the Civic uh, in Civic Tech in Africa podcast. That concludes this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast and please see the episode description for all the places you can follow and engage with the Civic Tech Innovation Network. Until next time, goodbye. But before we leave, I want to say a special thanks uh, to Ali Zajonas who helped us put this episode together. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vids.